Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects podcast. If you're here for the ever smooth Nicholas Blank or the antics of Warren DeToy, unfortunately today you're stuck with me and only me. Uh, and of course our awesome guest. Um, but yeah, flying solo today. The other two had some commitments that come up at the last minute and uh, we're still very excited to to talk to Sly. I mean, we've been wanting to put this together for a little while. I think we, we ran into some uh, some sort of Thanksgiving holiday time late last year when we were trying to schedule this and then you know I, I moved and you know life gets in the way so Sly really really happy to have you eventually and come on the show thank you so much for joining us um, uh, do you want to give us a quick just give the listener a quick kind of introduction for who you are what you do because yeah. you know uh, you're, you're kind of a dual threat right you have this awesome day job that you do but then you also have the side project which is you know also super fascinating so tell us yep. about it Oh yeah. So first of all, I want to say thank you, Chris, Nick, um, and what was the other gentleman's name? I got to make sure I get his name right. Warren. Uh, Warren. So thank y'all for having me on the podcast, right? So this is definitely an honor for me, and I'm excited. And I worked with you, Chris, in the past, so it's always been a breath of fresh air. Um, and for the listeners who don't know me, right, my name is Sly Gittins. Um, I my day job I work at Microsoft as a partner technology strategist, helping um, some of the largest partners at Microsoft, right? They're global partners, helping to build their strategy and repeatable businesses. And I do that from a technology point perspective, right? But I also have to bridge the business gap. So I'm talking to CISOs, um, CEOs, and figuring out how to build a repeatable businesses, tech alliances managers. So it's a blend of both of my skills, right? I went to college at University of Buffalo for business, but tech and marketing, right? So I get to do both in my day job, which is pretty awesome. Mm. Um, and then what I do outside of my side job, um, and not even a job, more a hobby, not even a hobby, it's just something mm -hmm. I love to do, right? It's called yeah. Tech Simplified, right? And this spawned it out of the ability is that I was tired of going to training and falling asleep, mm. right? And mm. um, how many times if you're in tech or any type of discipline, <laughs> Even in school, right? You know, when I was in university or in college, right? I used to like, man, this is so, why don't they make this exciting, right? You know, why don't mm. we try to, you know, put it in? I used to, I used to do a lot of poetry, slam, slam poetry. So I try to bring that element into mm. the way I do presentations. So I just started this going off, um, doing cybersecurity, like simple things, and just making it easier for the everyday person to understand. Um, mm. So that's something I still do to this day, right? So I might do Microsoft security trainings. I might talk about maybe soft skills and being a tech and having those and developing those. And then something mm. else that is near and dear to me um, is I started a women tech series underneath my Tech Simplify brand. And just because two years ago, two and a half years ago, my daughter came into my life and changed everything. The way I started asking mm. myself different questions. And I said, how mm. can I make the world a little bit better than it is today? And what skills mm. do, can I bring to help and be an ally to the women cause, right? Because women don't need men. They don't need my show, um, a series. I'm just there to amplify the voices that they already have, right? So I end up mm. doing that. Um, and that's something that is, my daughter sees me. Like some, most of the time she's next to me, right? Like usually right now. And mm. she's watching me make the video. She's interacting. Mm. She's talking. She's seeing that my wife sees it. Um, they, and then the cool thing about this, and I, I'll stop there is, my family originated from Barbados. Um, this mm -hmm. is, some people don't know where Barbados is. That's in the Caribbean islands. And we moved to Brooklyn. So my family in Barbados calls me and say, I'm inspired, Sly. I want to get into tech mm. now. Because then when they come see the women in tech and they get psyched up, mm. they go look at the training. Like, hey, Sly, where do I start? And that mm. is the beauty of having it on there 
it's that cross-pollination because I don't know about in Australia, but I know in, a, in the U.S. is it's a big push to get more women in tech. And the one thing mm. I also noticed that only 1% of women in the U.S. who like families who have daughters go into engineering. Mm. Right. And my, mm. my daughter, I want I want to make she can definitely if she decides to go there, she'll know, you know, exists because I already read engineering books for one, two, three. We got mm. um, cybersecurity books. We got like blue teams, red teams, like these little kid mm. books that people have created that I share with her mm. now. I say that to say is that, you know, I want to just help a little. You know, I want to be a part mm. of the change, um, be an ally to to that as well. So those tech. I've been doing it my whole life since well, since I was mm. eight, building computers back on Windows 95, um, gateway computers back in the days, you know, just fixing it, trying to mess with it, um, you know. And then so that's just a passion for me, you know. So that's mm. that's the long winded story about myself. No, that's awesome, though, because I think to me that passion really shines through. Right. And we love to talk about passion, uh, talk to passionate people on this show. It's, you know, a lot of times um, when we're kind of planning out our episodes and the, and the recordings we're going to do you know there, there are a couple of things we want to we want to try and hit right we like obviously tech and technology and sometimes we like to geek out as as, as you know deep as we can um and you know occasionally we get guests like that where we can just go really deep into a technical issue um and 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 you know kind of unpack that type of stuff but we also like to talk about peace to the people, right? The people using the technologies, uh, why they do it, why they're passionate about it. And so, you know, that passion shines through. We, you know, as you as you alluded, we we kind of met in the sort of professional kind of work environment, right? Working with customers and, and Microsoft. But um, you know, it became very evident to me very quickly that you have this passion for 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 teaching and helping. And and it's great. So that's why, you know, really, really sort of psyched to be talking to you. And um, I think everyone is going to be able to see and, and feel that come through uh, when they listen to this episode. Um, so you touched on some like, I think really important um, points in, sort of in your introduction there, right? And and I wanna get to the women in tech stuff. And I think we'll, we'll yeah. get to that in a sec because I think that's important as we're talking about. Um, we actually, um, episode 60 of this podcast, uh, we spoke to some uh, a really, really inspiring young lady uh, called Kexin Yi, uh, actually published today. And it, it was just such a, great story, but we'll get to that one in a sec. What I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the learning, right? Because I feel like the way learning in the tech space has evolved over the, you know, the 20 years that I've been in the industry, certainly it, things have changed quite a lot, right? And we've seen like Microsoft have obviously changed the way that they look at certifications and the way they, they you know, test certifications. And I think the industry as a whole has changed in its perception uh, as, as far as certifications go, what like what's your take on certifications? I mean, are they still worthwhile today? Can you go and learn something and not be certified in that thing and still apply it in the workplace? Or do you think you know it's 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 massively overrated to get the you know latest Microsoft cert um, yeah. when when you're kind of coming up in the industry? It just depends, right? So I, I can give you the I'm gonna give you the perspective of myself coming from college. And myself today, because those are two different conversations. Yeah. Like that's how I like to break yeah. it down. So I spoke to some of the students at the University of Buffalo, um, and they asked a similar question, right? Should I get my certifications? Mm. I'm like, you got the time, you might as well do it, right? But just mm. know, certifications aren't the only thing that's going to get you the job. So don't be upset mm. if you go to the job and say I have five certifications, and then you get picked by someone else. Experience mm. matters, right? 
Um, so mm. when I look at certifications, I look at it from a business standpoint. Why would a business want to hire you because of the certification? Um, when you look at the numbers, I, at least in the U.S., you can I can pay Sylvester or Sly more because he has an Azure administrative certification, 104. And also, if he has an expert expert Azure um, administrator, mm. and especially if he has AZ500 security, you know what? Mm. I, I know Sly should be able to do this, right? Um, so mm. I can outsource that and pay more for him. So, of course, I'm mm. going to pay him a little bit more. So I use certifications as a negotiation tip because that could be something that separates me from you. But now what mm. if the tables, are, the tables are stacked and we're similar? We're very similar mm. on paper. We have same, we got, um, we fresh out of college and I have certifications. You don't, I probably get the job. But now let's mm. say if we both, we both got four years in the industry. You both have mm. certifications. What's next? What else mm. are you gonna do? You fit that culture, right? Because mm. certifications won't get you over that hump, right? And then certifications, mm. Also, don't I one thing I found is you also had to have networking. Who do you know? Mm. Right. Because I mm. got friends that have 15 certifications, but they they still stuck in entry level jobs because mm. they didn't know anyone to get there or they didn't have the soft skills ready. Right. So I think mm. it's a combination. And it also depends where you sit in that from the role you're doing. For for me, I'm, I'm usually in system engineer, sales engineering roles, consultant roles where soft skills mm. And technical skills are necessary. So I got a mm. lot of friends that are way more technical than me. And that's fine. I know mm. that's not my area. You ain't going to call me to go 10 layers deep. I'm not the tech for that. Mm. Right? I might go mm. five to six layers deep, but I understand the business benefits. And I can also talk to the customer. And then I know who to bring mm. in who can go to other layers deep. So to answer your mm. question, to sum it back up, is in the beginning of your career, I say get certifications to be a differentiator. And then mm. also look use that to get you a job that will give you the experience mm. that will complement your certifications. And that even works mm. as you get more experience because I found when you get more experience, sometimes the certifications don't help. But what I use it for is saying, hey, I already got these certifications. So even when I came into Microsoft, I already had mm. the AZ900, the MS900, the MS500. Mm. I was taking the AZ700. I took the mm. AI900. I took all the ones that I could because those were check boxes. For when I got there, mm. like, you don't got to worry about that with me. I don't need to have that conversation. I already know how to do that. So I was able mm. to get more money, right? So I use mm. that as a way for a bargaining chip, saying, hey, you don't need to train me for that. Other people need to train. Mm. You don't need to train me for those things. But this is the experience I have. This is the direct sort of, I mean, uh, the direct industry experience I have. And these are also differentiator features there as well. So hopefully that answered mm. the question. No, definitely it does. I, and I think, you know, for me, um, you, you summarize it really well, because I think it, certainly in the beginning of your career, it's important to be able to differentiate yourself from everyone else, right? Now, I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, the industry's kind of making um, a noise about not hire, not necessarily hiring or favoring folks with certifications, and that certifications don't necessarily mean that someone knows what they're doing. And I 100% agree with that. You know, I, I, you shouldn't be beholden be on, on, on that as well. But I think for a lot of people, certification is a really good way to learn, right? Yeah. Because it's a structured approach to learning a topic. Some people um, can can easily just go and play with, you know, whatever technology and, you know, go play with Kubernetes and they'll figure it out and they'll, they'll learn it that way. A, lo a lot of other folks really need a little bit of a structure into the way they learn. They need it fed to them in a way that, you know, 
makes sense and that sort of takes the sort of crawl walk run approach to to that topic right and it's, i think a certification program is a really good way for those types of folks right so i think it's good to um to kind of look at how you learn and what you learn before right. just going well you know if you don't if you don't have the certification you're never going to succeed in the industry right yeah. it's it's an interesting kind of topic i've i've always personally like i i like them um because i again it, it works with the way i like to learn uh gives me a little bit of kind of you know being able to play with some stuff oftentimes so yeah good good approach i think that's a that's some really good good advice there right is it's never going to replace experience but it certainly is a good differentiator when you're sort of coming up and in, in, in the sort of early part of of your career um and then do you Mentioned one thing, structured learning. When you first started yeah. off, most people don't know where to start. So AZ900 is a good structured way to get started and excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that I, I find that, you know, is I meet people who have way more certifications than I do. But then I tell them this create my DLP policy. They don't know how. Like, you took all the certifications. How can you can't create it? Because they never mm. applied the knowledge, right? Some people yeah. are good test takers. Um, I yeah. was, unfortunately, I've never been the best test taker, but I'm always good at applying the knowledge I have. So when I yeah. look at certifications, I just change the way I look at it. I'm not looking to pass the test, which you need to do. I'm looking, how can I apply the knowledge? If I, I won't take mm. a certification, then I can't apply the knowledge because I won't remember it. And then even mm. certain things I, I, I took before, I took the AZ500 certification a, a couple of years ago. I think I, I failed it by like three or four points or something like that, right? So I, I need to learn more. Mm. But I mm. can still deploy a lot of things already, right? And I know yeah. for my job, I didn't need it. I just did it because I wanted to take it. Azure was an area mm. where I didn't have that much experience. I'm more M365. And I realized mm -hmm. I should have took the AZ-104 because I didn't know how to do mm. certain stuff in the AZ-104. So let me go back and do that, right? And then come back mm. here. And that's okay, right? So I just realized now, and this goes for all learning. Like when I'm reading books at home, mm. I figure out how can I apply it? Like I bought homes here. I'm reading more landlord books. I'm reading understanding mm. the laws because I can then take that information and apply it. And I know some mm. industries is not as... You can't apply things as fast. It might be more theoretical, but I feel like mm. if you're in any hands-on role, like application mm. is key because I used to do Cisco. I used to be an RSA mm. engineer. I used to have my VMware 5. If you tell me to go into mm. a new VMware environment now, I have no mm. idea. I got the certification. It's old now, right? So one thing I find mm. that you might be seeing in industry, especially in cloud, it changes so fast. So even mm. if I gave you a video on how to pass AZ-900, I got to go update it because everything I said is obsolete because it's not long, no longer there anymore. So yeah, uh, I think certification is a good way to give you that guided knowledge and then mm. you can build on to it because I realized what I found myself doing earlier in my career is I take the certification, then I relax. Then I don't keep mm. building on and there's a gap because like, yep. Chris is like, didn't you take that last year? You should already know this. I'm like, well, I didn't go any further. I just stopped at the yeah. certification. I think just take that as um, a, a way to get started is never to end end game because i realize it's just an infinite mm. game right it's always going to be more knowledge for us to learn yep. and that's the, the fun thing about technology and also the scary thing about technology you could become a dinosaur in a year you know and mm -hmm. depending on what you're doing so and it's never been more true than it is today right you know at least at least uh, you know back in the in the good old days as i call them it, you could become a dinosaur in four years right but, but yep. today i mean literally it could be three months and, and your knowledge is out of date so but i, I also think it's never been easier to get hands-on than it is today, right? right? You can spin oh, yeah. up a, a trial tenant or a test tenant, you know, pretty quickly and, and apply what you're learning in the certification in that environment to get that level of hands-on experience. Whereas yep. before, you know, I, I remember, you know, when I was doing Exchange Master, the, the amount of 
hardware that we that I needed in my basement to just uh, learn, right, and build out all these really complex environments. It was very time consuming. It was expensive to maintain, you know, power and all this hardware and stuff. And I actually still have some when I when I moved back uh, to Australia from Texas. And uh, the moving company came to clear out my storage locker. There was like all these, just like a rack there with like these old servers in it that was just kind of, it's been sitting there gathering dust for, you know, a good few years. Um, yeah. and, and they were like, well, what are we doing with this? I'm like, I don't really know because I, what can I do with this thing? I mean, it's, you know, I can't, these servers are not worth the postage, right, anymore. But, uh, you know, so I was like, I may as well just pack it up. <laughs> so so they'll get here at some point. I'll have an interesting paperweight of some sort to do with. <laughs> but I know how that feels. I had a DL385 back in the day. Um, yep, yep. I, just remember my, I just remember my bill coming home because I wanted to learn how to do VMware bare metal installations. Yep. And, um, and then I realized the, after the bill came in, my cat started sleeping on it because it was so dang warm, man. Because I'm like, man, yeah. I can't keep this on, man. This is killing my bills. And, and um, when the I fans, think, those fans kick in, you know, trying to, you know, yeah, very loud. Yeah. I used to have one under my, uh, uh, under the sort of the understairs closet is where I used to store my DL 380s. And um, I know, uh, you know, my wife called me many times where, you know, I'd be out of town uh, working for with a customer and I'd be remotely connected to something and I reboot a server. And then my wife would call me, she'd be like, there's a jet plane noise coming from under the stairs. Should I be worried? <laughs> no, no, no. Those are just the server fans. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it so much. So yeah, no, I, you know, we've all been there, but it's it's easier today, right? You spin up the yeah. tenant, get the hands on. Don't just rely on the on the certs. Um, yeah. a, a point you made, and, and something I noticed when I when I had a look at your YouTube channel as well, is you're not only kind of doing content to teach people the tech, right? You talked about soft skills before, and I think that's super important because the soft skill part of the jobs we do, I think, is is almost more important than the technology, right? And being yeah. because you can learn the technology, like you can play with it, you can you can get familiarize yourself with it, but to have that ability to relate to the business and to relate to your customer is really important. And and so I think you know when I when I when I look at some of the content that you've that you've created around soft skills and and you know promotions and uh, how to promote yourself and, and that type of stuff i think that's really awesome because i think it's a really good place for folks to go not only to learn how to create you know dlp policies but also to go learn you know how can you how do you have these types of conversations with customers where they understand why a deal policy is important so i think that's really cool because again people learn differently uh, and I, you know, I think that's those soft skills is, is kind of is, is is great. And it's um, different. Um, I also think one thing I like to point out is it's different personalities. People assume yeah. I'm extroverted all the time, but I'm not. Yeah. I usually stay yeah. at home. I'm in my office. I do my tech stuff. Yeah. But when I get around people, then I can talk, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not the one that's going to start the conversation most times. I can. I know how to do mm-hmm. it, but I don't mm-hmm. do it, right? So I also, you know, when I did the content, I thought about myself. I'm like, but then I realized. I'm still more outgoing than most techs I run run into. So how can someone <laughs> yeah. who says, so I'm never going to have a YouTube channel because that's way too out in the open. You don't need a YouTube yeah. channel, right? Um, yeah. There's just the simple things you can say, right? Um, in terms of like this empathy, right? And this um, one thing I found um, is I took, I don't know if you do that out here in Australia, there's like the Gallup 2.0 Clifton Strength. Um, it's not a personality. No. It's, it's more of a strength finder. It tells you right. where your strengths is at, right? For me, it was strategy number one, um, and like collaborate, like being collaborative, um, and also like is like um, competition and certain things there. 
you see influencing all the way at the bottom, right? It's like close to the end. Empathy yeah. also to the bottom. Again, text mm. usually struggling empathy. So that's why, you know, I might run, run, I mean, I rub people the wrong way. Um, mm. So what I started doing is once I learned those things, it's like, all right, I might not be the best. Like my wife is number one thing was empathy. So it makes sense why we're together. She can feel more mm. things than I can. So what I started mm. doing was taking, you know, started reading books. I started um, mm. taking more classes. I started asking more questions. I realized, mm. you know what? I don't really need to talk, right? Because if I can get Chris to talk, he gonna like me more anyway, right? So what mm. questions can I ask to get Chris to talk? So then I don't need to talk anymore. Because I found mm. when I end up being the one that talking the most, they usually don't have a good experience anyway. So I'm like, let, let me just, <laughs> how do I balance the scales a little bit more? And I just started yeah. reading a little bit more on those things. So I just found if you don't have to be, um, the sales rep, because I know I'm not. Mm. That's why I'm not a sales rep. I, I tried it before. I did it. Mm. I'm usually in between, right? I mm. can be pretty outgoing, but I'm very techie, right? So, mm. you know, that technical sales role is my. It's kind of where my my play at me my arena. Mm. Um, so one thing I would say, just to just keep on that same vein, is when you're thinking about your career, take your personality, and then also mm. take where do you want to go, right? Because right yeah. now you could be an engineer systems engineer or hands-on or service engineer um, who does all the configurations and limited customer interaction. That's mm. how you start your career, but you might want to become a manager. So mm. then what skills do you need to become a manager? That's the way I looked at everything, mm. even right now as a dad. And now also as a, I got side projects, my main projects, properties, that's project management, time management. I'm not that good in those yeah. areas. So I had to spend more time and build a team who can help me with those things. So just also envisioning where you want to go. Um, I think mm. that's also a big thing. That's what I try to do on my channel, right? Is that stages mm. of life that um, I feel like you don't get in most channels. They just stay on tech and that will be it. That's all you should know. But I look at mm. a channel, like a channel you look on your television, right? You have multiple programs in the television. Mm. Let's look at thing I talk about as a different program and then different series because there's different version of our life that we need to develop. Like, I'm good and tight, mm. but don't tell me to help you with your taxes, especially Australian taxes. I have no idea how to do that, <laughs> right? You know, so you got it's so many levels. Neither do I. <laughs> See, you know, so uh, I just, I just, I thought I I'd point that out is because sometimes when I'm talking to, you know, it don't matter where you're at in career, is that um, mm. it's like I feel like if you're introverted and you start becoming extroverted, you feel like you're not being yourself anymore. But sometimes yeah. it just might be grown for another role. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but I've been finding no, it doesn't. Out comments, so. Yeah, I think it's. I think personal growth is important for everyone, but I think a lot of folks look at personal growth um, in, in one dimension, right? They look at it and they go, "Well, how many technical certs can I pass in order to to grow?" But I think to be complete, you have to be holistic about your personal growth. You need to look at how do you grow your soft skills, how do you grow your tech your tech side, how do you become more introverted if that's what you want to be, or more extroverted, or uh, more empathetic, or th all those types of things. And I think it's it's really good advice to kind of know yourself right because ultimately once you know yourself and when you start you know really getting to know yourself that's how you can really grow so i think that's really good um speaking of 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 kind of um being in the room and and, and talking to people um what are your thoughts on on, on in-person conferences right so like the ignites of the world which a lot of us you know <laughs> dearly miss um in this sort of COVID era that we're in do you think conferences will ever come back the way they were or do you think they're going to ch change for the better or for worse what are your what are your thoughts on on, on that 
you know, predicting the future is never good. So hopefully this, this <laughs> age, this age, well, um, I think it won't be the same. I don't think it'll yep. be the same in terms of the capacity. I think it's always going to be a digital element to it that you must have. Mm-hmm. Like you might have to be on Canva, like live and you might have to be Facebook streaming or Instagram, uh, or, I mean, LinkedIn live, right? I think it's going to mm-hmm. be another element, but I still, for me, maybe this just my age is I miss coming to meet you, right? I miss mm-hmm. having that conversation, shaking your hand. It's, it's something you can't get when you're not in the same proximity of that person. Um, mm-hmm. You can definitely, we still can do this. These are things we're doing at two different continents, right? Across the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is still the benefit of technology, but um, I do foresee it coming back and it's going to look different, right? You might have more restrictions than we had mm-hmm. before, right? We might have a little bit more digital elements before, or I think now is kind of when you're starting to see now, it's a half and half situation. Some people are going to choose now, you know what? I just want to experience the digital pass of Ignite, right? And I don't want to go there. I find I like to go meet the people there and who's else in the community and then establish mm-hmm. a relationship in person. I use social media or, you know, these, these engagements to establish a relationship, but then I go start like solidify it in person, right? Because now mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, Sly, he's a good talking head, but is he really about this life in real life, right? You can mm-hmm. kind of feel that out from a person or same thing for me. Or mm-hmm. when we go out, like some things I can't see from you right now, difference in food, like you your culture, right? Those those conversations mm. you don't get in this structured uh, meeting is hard. We can try mm. to talk offline, but you you get so many cues just being in a room with a whole different types of people. That's what I miss the most because that's one mm. thing I, I try to do is how can you get diversity of thought, right? You can get that mm. online. You can get that in joining communities, but I find when you're in person, just another element. So to answer your question, mm. I don't think it's going to go back to what it used to be. I think it's going to be a better version, right? I think it's mm. going to be you know, it's going to be a digital version. It might be even a virtual reality version and a physical version. And it's going to mm. be different ways you can consume it because ultimately I see that as a business model. I can make money in person, online, and in the virtual world. And that's mm. more money for me. So I, I, I see it, it's going to happen. It's going to change. Um, but to just look at it, I prefer in-person conversations. But I know mm. at this point in my life, I can't go to all the conferences I used to. So for mm. me, having a digital option is great yeah. because I might not be able to go because I'm taking care of my daughter or I, I, got, mm. I got other responsibilities or my son that just mm. came. Right. Um, so mm. I like the flexibility of it. I think that's one thing that's a pro. Um, mm. And a, a, a what thing uh, I think that, that answers a question before I go on another tangent. So, yeah, no, you're right. I think I think inclusivity is something that a lot of people forget when having this debate right is because i, I me too i like I'm, I'm, I'm a very big fan of the in-person conference um and i f- find it particularly difficult to um focus on uh when, when i'm you know trying to attend something virtually there's always a distraction there's always an, a, an email or a phone call or something that i need to attend to and and so i it never really has my full focus whereas when i'm taking a week out to go to ignite I'm taking a week out to go to Ignite, right? It's just yeah. not, the, it's not the same, but I, uh, you know, someone, and, I, and I, it was on one of our episodes uh, about this, and it may actually be uh, Anna Chu from Microsoft kind of made the point that with the remote option, we're now including a bunch of folks who previously may never have been able to attend these conferences, right? Perhaps yeah. for yeah. economic reasons, reasons, perhaps they have anxiety, perhaps, you know, they're not good in crowds or they can't travel for 
you know, reasons, you know, they have kids or whatever. And so being able to give them the option to attend and be included in this is is an amazing thing. And it's a great benefit that's actually come from from this, right? The fact that we've now been able to figure out how we can scale such a, you know, an event of that magnitude to be able to include folks uh, in a remote setting, I think is, is really good. So I, I really like that. I think that's, yeah. you know, personally, I hope for that. I hope that it will be better than it was, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a, an in-person component and, um, you know, or obviously the remote component as well for folks who, who want to take advantage of that. So very I, cool. I can just tell you from my some of my family in Barbados, they don't have the option to go to the night, right? So yeah. when when it was online for free, I'm like, yo, guys, I know, because the one thing I found about the Caribbean islands, when COVID hit, hit the Caribbean islands big, because most people in the U.S., you probably know from being in Texas, they go to the Caribbean islands. They go to Jamaica, they go to Barbados, Trinidad, um, you name it, right? Um, they're there, but without the tourists coming there, a lot of these countries got hit financially, mm. right? So mm. I'm like, how could I help my family in the Caribbean islands, right? So I'm like, I'm good at tech. I know everyone doesn't like tech, but I use that as a way for like, hey, just take a look at it. See if you might yeah. have any interest there because you can already mm. see jobs in Barbados that are looking for Azure engineers. And mm. especially some, a lot of the um, the, my, my, um, the ladies in my, on my family, I'm like, they want more diversity in there and they want some qualified ladies. So I can help you get certified to do that. And at least was able to watch the videos and say, you know what, Sly, mm. I really don't want to do this. But they <laughs> had a chance to look at it. And I had one like, you know, mm. I want to do it. How do I get started? I gave all the resources yeah. where to get started. And, you know, she's gone through them. And, and we have like a, a month, I mean, like mentoring calls. So anytime I see like free training online because the currency in Barbados is lower than America, right? Either I'm going to pay for it or I find a free ones that she can go to. There's so many free webinars now that is like, mm. and then YouTube university is like, you can just study for days. So you're right. I think mm. the diversity and the inclusion is going to, you know, mm. also raise the quality of hires we have in too. So mm. um, it's a thing, right? Cause we're, I mean, everywhere in the world now we're, we're seeing this kind of great resignation, right? Everyone's looking yeah. like everyone's hiring, everyone's kind of moving around. Um, and finding good people is is continues to be you know a, a, a challenge. So um, very cool. So I, I said I wanted to come back to this. And I think it's a good time, a good segue, sort of to get back to kind of women in tech and 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 your passion for that, right? I, I I'm I'm kind of like I said, I'm always kind of struck by um, folks who kind of share that 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 passion. And and I've been following. Obviously, we follow each other on on social media, and I've been seeing your sort of almost daily or probably daily posts at the moment yeah. for um for uh, women's history month right yeah. there's been some really inspiring things that you've posted on like on linkedin and, and stuff like that so you know i you, you mentioned earlier that it, this is something that kind of started within you when you were um when you had your daughter uh yeah. but that's you know that's it, 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 it's, that's the reason why you're so passionate about kind of promoting you know women in tech and not that we need reasons yeah. right i think we're way oh, beyond no needing reasons at this point no um so for one thing for me is so when i had my daughter it forced me to look at myself and do self-reflection right mm. because i'm like now when i'm having conversations with other women young ladies children mm. what if that was someone talking to my daughter would i mm. approve of that you know what have i done in the past has it been good mm. has it not been good is it okay mm. um it has just gave me some time to myself to say you know, I want to make a change, right? Mm. And then for me is I've always been good at creating platforms, right? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to do open mic nights back in um, Buffalo when, I, when I'm in Buffalo um, when I was younger for like artists, poetry. I do a lot of poetry. Um, you know, I started doing the tech stuff and getting people and doing training there and getting people on and doing interviews. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, maybe I could do something for women in tech. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, you know what? It's kind of people going to look like it because everyone is on allyship and it's almost mm-hmm. like a fad almost. Right. But people doing mm-hmm. people who's in it. No, mm-hmm. it's not. So I didn't want to mm. come off like that. So the first thing I did is went to the ladies in my life, my wife, my mom, one of my good friends is like, how, how can I make a woman in tech show and be a guy mm. on it? Right. You mean, cause then right. isn't that kind of ironic, right? right? Like why yes. am I here? Right. Um, so the first thing they said, well, it's not about you. Make it sure it's about mm. the ladies there. And what's your why? Mm. Like, you know, if you ever read a book, Simon Sinek, find your why. Love that book. And my mm. why was, I want to make a world that is a little bit better for mm-hmm. my daughter and other girls like her around the world. And then the women mm-hmm. in there, they're already doing such an amazing job. How yeah. do I shine the light and amplify their voices, right? And then mm-hmm. that's what I use my channel to do, right? Because it's not a big channel, um, about 3,700 mm-hmm. people on YouTube, but then I got 6,000 followers on LinkedIn. I got people on Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Use the skill sets to catapult their voices because they already did amazing things. So let me just share it. And hopefully with the end goal, the outcome I wanted is inspiring people around the world. And some people I don't know, mm. like some people I'll never know, but some people I already could tell you right now, I had two young ladies reach out to me. One was my cousin in Barbados who watched it and like, Sylvester, I loved everything about this. How do I get mm. started? I connected her to one of the ladies that she saw. I gave her some information and then I took the hands off and let on the world do this, this thing. I had one lady mm. like Sly, I'm getting so underpaid. I just found out I'm like thirty, forty thousand dollars underpaid. She had the courage mm. to negotiate because I connected her with one of the other ladies, right? To to learn how to negotiate mm. and mm. then to ask for more. So when her next job, she got herself a forty percent increase in her raise, and now she's on par. And that wasn't because mm. of me. That was because of the ladies who shared the knowledge to show that that there are ladies mm. who negotiate. So here. In, a, in America, and it might be different in Australia, there's a there's a, a false narrative that women don't negotiate. There are facts that show that they make a little bit less, but I wanted to show the outliers, right? Because mm. they're always outliers, right? And I I meet the f- most ferocious negotiators I find are the ladies in my life, right? They're really good, mm. right? So <laughs> I wanted to show that element to say, yeah, this is might be the facts for yesterday, but not for the mm. present and today. And let's change that. Let's make that less less known. And then there's like I could tell you a whole bunch of guys that are completely underpaid because they didn't ask for it. They expected to get what they wanted mm. and didn't teach themselves the art of negotiation, right? You know. So um, I wanted to share, and I found that men have found these things insightful too. They're like one of my best friends, is like you know what, Sly, you're making me think different, right? And I'm like, mm. that's fantastic. Let's talk about that, right? Um, so mm. those are the reason why I started it, and. That's what keeps me doing it because people like they can't mm. tell me that I'm only in it for the clout because to buy this mic, to buy all this stuff, I came out of my pocket yeah. to run it. I got personal assistance. I pay for myself and all the money I make from ads. I'm putting it back and I'm going to start a foundation or I'm going to give it to one of the things in, in Buffalo to help more women and uh, people of color. Right. Because um, those mm. are the things that I'm passionate about because it's not about the mm. money. Right. Um, it's about the impact, because in the end of the day, I look at life as. We're running a race. I used to run track and I used to run relay. You got to pass that baton back. And when you pass that mm. baton, you got to look it in clear so you can make sure mm. the people behind you can take off running. And that's kind of my goal. Mm. 
in life. And um, and, and the cool thing about it, and I'm finding so many allies along the way that's going to help me grow it to something that's beyond me. Because one day I, I don't want to even need to be a part of it. I just want it to mm. run and keep going. And then, you know, and I'm done. Right. It's not even about me. Mm. You know, so that's kind of the end goal for me. Um, and, uh, and it's exciting, man. I get to learn so much. And what I always like to say, they're like, Spencer, what do you get out of this? Right. Mm. Um, first, A, my, my wife likes what I'm doing. My daughter likes mm. what I'm doing. So inside the house is good. Right. They like what I'm doing. Mm. I love the person who I'm becoming and doing mm. this. And also, I get to meet these outstanding ladies I would never have a shot to meet. I mean, CEOs, doctors, lawyers. I mean, not doctors, mm. lawyers, but like senior techs, engineers, right? I get to get in mm. rooms where I never was in the room before. And those are mm. cool just to hear their stories and understand that. And I get to grow because I'm like, man, I want to be a better negotiator. Let me ask, you know, um, Fallon Blossom how to do that. I want to be a better, con- like, now I can. Mm. I got a network to do it. So, yes, those are the areas I, I use it, but it definitely comes from a place of, you know, mm. I'm a part of it and whether I like it or not. And I should have been before because I had sisters. You know, I got a sister, mm. I got my mom, I got mm. all these people. Why wasn't I thinking about it for? Right. Mm. Uh, but at least now I do. And then I want to yeah. make a change now. So, yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's the important thing too, right? Is to not dwell on what could have been, but to look forward and 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 look up and ahead and, and say, well, you know, I can't change what's, you know, the way I thought back then, but I can certainly start trying to, you know, that personal growth, right? I can grow myself in, in these different areas kind of uh, and look to the future for that. So very cool. So tell me, um, tell us about the book. You mentioned uh, that you, you're you busy editing your, your book. Uh, tell us yep, about so that. I, I got a book called Daddy's Little Girl. Um, and when I first, before I had my daughter, when my wife told me, you know, she's pregnant and we found out it's a girl and I'm sitting there like, man, you know, I got a lot of feelings. Let me capture this, you know, because I used to write poetry back in the day and I used to write it down and I just started writing things that I would imagine to do with my daughter and the cool thing is the stuff that I'm writing down I'm living right now which is pretty fantastic right so like in the book I've talked about changing my first diaper and you think changing a diaper is horrible but when there's when your your child is completely different there's so much love there from doing it so that the the terribleness of changing that diaper, but the yeah. happiness that you're feeling while you're doing it. Or like races, like me and my daughters went for a walk last night and we was running back and forth and she's winning and she's having the time on her life. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking about these are the things I'm going to be doing, right? Mm. Just writing how I would feel in it. Or then also, you know, having a boy or having a girl and then mm. treating them the same, right? Not saying my son does this and you do this, like, we doing it together. What would I experience with them? Like taking them to science mm. museums. I just did that last week with my daughter. Had a great time, right? Um, and then it's just, it's just, I'm just sharing my, 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 my dreams and a vision. And I'm catching, capturing the perspective from a first time dad, right? Now mm-hmm. I'm a two time offender. I just had my son six weeks ago. Well, I didn't have my wife had my son six weeks ago, and um, and it's, it's different now, right? Because I've seen this story before. But I also yeah. learning so much now, so I'm actually writing it down because I can't treat my son as my daughter. They two completely mm. different human beings. I know that's obvious, but when you mm. did it before, it's like even at work when you accomplish something more, you try to take what you learned before and yeah. apply it before and apply it to the new thing, but not realizing mm. that new thing has new problems, new people, new experience, new outcomes. Right? Same thing with my mm. son. Right? And this this learning that, and then that helps me be better as me and Chris. We may disagree on certain things, but that makes sense. We have way different backgrounds. We're in two different continents. We're two different mm. people. 
So to enjoy those conversations, like I don't run away from those conversations. And the best part about the book is I'm just talking about things that I know I'm going to run into, like how do you mm. deal with your emotions? You can, you get upset with your kids. You get angry like sometimes, mm. right? But you got to realize they're little kids. They don't know what they're doing, right? Like how do you have those? So just sharing those, those, um, those stories of being a first time dad. And, um, mm. you know, it's cool. The reason why it took so long to come out, man, because I'm so, um, subconscious about my writing, man, you know? So, uh, mm. it's like, you put it out there. What's the reception going to be, you know, but now mm. I got to the point where it's like, I'm just going to put it out. Cause one of my goals I had, like, so one thing about me, I have like a list of things I got to do before I leave this earth. Right. Um, mm. one of them was going to Europe. I did that. You know, one of them was finding my, my wife. I did that. One of them was writing a book, right. And publishing it and being a published mm. author. That's one of my goals that I got to do. So I got, I'm getting over my fear. I finally looked on Amazon. Mm. I'm writing up, getting it self-published, and I'm going to get it out there mm. soon. So as soon as I get it out, I'll let you know, Chris. And yeah. then, um, and the cool thing is, is um, man, I already wrote a second book already. You already know? So I already, I like, mm. I'm always writing, always creating. It's just mm. something I love to do. And I do it from, mm. a, I love to teach. It goes back to why I started Tech Simplified. I love to mm. teach and I love to educate. That's one thing yeah. about me. When I learn something, I'm excited to teach you, Chris. And I'm excited when you learn something, I'm hoping you come back and like slide. Well, what you said before was good, but did you know this now? I'm like, I didn't know that. Like, I love learning. That's like my tagline, always be learning. But I also yeah. love teaching because <clears throat> that's how you know if you know it or not. And that's how you bring other people around you so your team is smart, right? So yeah. um, that's the long-winded story about Daddy's Little Girl, man. This just came from, again, self-reflection and yeah. vision. I'm always, I'm always thinking about the future and how it's going to be. And the world for my daughter, right? Um, and what I would like that to be. And um, I figure I put my thoughts out there because I'm realizing when I share the story, a lot of dads had the same story. So I'm like, hold up. Why mm. no one else wrote a book about this? You know, and there are a few <laughs> of them out there. Um, yeah. So I just figure I put it out there and share my story and share my unique perspective, you know? So. Yeah, we definitely definitely look forward to that. And, and be sure to let us know when, when, that's, uh, when that's out so we can kind of uh, help promote that as well. Get get folks who are interested uh, to, to get across it. So um, one of the things we like to do when we kind of finish up uh, an episode is, is kind of give you a second or allow you to kind of plug or promote something right now. We've talked about yeah. the book, we've talked about tech simplified, but you know, if someone's listening and they're interested uh, and they want to check out your, you know, they want to check out tech simplified, how do they find you? What's the best avenue, the best social media? I think you've listed yeah. pretty much all of them, but uh, how do <laughs> folks best get ones you? I'm the most active is on YouTube. So if you go to Sly Gittins on Tech Simplified, there's literally like the name on the bottom here. Um, mm -hmm. Or LinkedIn. Look up Sly Gittins. I'm on. I accept invitations all the time. I share mm -hmm. a lot of information on there and I respond a lot too. So not only mm -hmm. I'm sharing, I'm responding. Um, I look, I encourage the conversation. Um, yeah. And if you found this impactful, let me know. And if you're a dynamic lady that's in tech, let mm. me know. I love to have you on my show because my goal is to get to a hundred, and that's my first goal to get to a hundred stories shared. I'm up to thirty-four, mm. so I got a long way to go, um, and it's going to be fun. So those are the two areas I say. If you see me on LinkedIn or on YouTube, those are the two primary areas to contact me on. Of course, I'm on the other platforms, but I'm the most active on those two platforms. Excellent. I'll I'll be sure to share links to your profiles on. On LinkedIn and YouTube, just so that folks can kind of click through them from the from the show notes, you know, when we when we publish. So 
they can get to you really easily. But man, it's been, uh, I know it's kind of morning time for you. So you're just getting your day going. Um, yeah. But uh, man, it's been, it's been a fantastic conversation. And, you know, I, I, I dare say that I think uh, Nick and Warren have missed out and they're likely going to be very, very upset that they weren't able to, to, to join the conversation as well. But what that does mean is that we'll just have to do it again sometime. So yeah, we'll just part uh, two. stay in touch. Part two, we'll get you on. Uh, get you on again and then just uh, do a little bit more of the same but really really oh, yes. appreciate you taking the time yeah thank you so and much i can tell again. you one last thing man my biggest thing is i'm yeah. coming out to australia that's on my oh, bucket you... list to get to australia so when i'm out in australia i'm gonna let you know what part i'm at you let me know um i gotta go to sydney i got a few spots i need to go out in australia and see so when i'm coming out your way i make sure to let you know so hey you let, let me know uh we'll make sure that you have a a, a tour guide to to show you all the the good spots so Sweet. and the good beaches <laughs> uh cool well look thank you again and, and have a great day enjoy the rest of your day you too chris thanks for having me on the show cool. hey everyone before you go we just wanted to say thank you for listening we really enjoyed putting this podcast together for you every two weeks please visit us at the architects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet we'd love to hear what you have to say at the cloud arc.